T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We got eight in the shot there. Uh, Dan, are fans flying to Fort Myers in droves this week? Because judging by that shot, the answer would be no. They're not coming to these workouts. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, there's just, there's nobody there. There used to be an issue with parking. John knows this. And, you know, where can we park and stay off this space here? You could park on the mound now. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's open season down there. Uh, no fans. This is school vacation week, as you all know, back in New England, in Massachusetts anyway. And, the notion that, that people aren't coming out to the ballpark, that should tell them something, too. There's just, And part of this is not having stars and it's not having players that the fans can identify with. And that's what you get when you have this payroll flexibility and a roster you turn around every year. Dan Shaughnessy on early edition last night, NBC Sports Boston, saying there's no one down there at spring training. And you guys have seen... The video, Megan, you sent it. And the image they have of just counting a couple of fans on the other side of a chain link fence really is sad. It's depressing. It is sad. And it's Jones and Mego with Arkham. We're here till six on a Tuesday with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Like, again, imagine 20 years ago. And this is the game we play with the Red Sox all the time. Imagine 20 years ago. It's like truck days happening. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. And no one's down there. Nobody's down there. And the owners are no longer talking like they used to. I mean, they used to be very front-facing. And that was something that was kind of refreshing about John Henry and the ownership group. And they did that for a long, long time. And now it's just a few email exchanges here and there, never actually facing the media. The one time John Henry allowed himself to be interviewed, Arkan, was that that after the ALCS? or, Or, I'm sorry, after the ALDS maybe a couple of years ago? And then going into the ALCS, I forget. He did like an on-field quick stand-up. It wasn't long. Outside of these interviews, it hasn't been happening. Outside of winter weekend, I guess, it hasn't been happening. And that's, no offense to Carabas, that's not facing the full media. It's just not. And so there hasn't been a lot of it. There hasn't been enough of it. And I'll take the email exchanges over nothing was my only point. But you're right. That's not, that's not enough. And I do think the fans want to hear from ownership on what, the plan is and what the direction is. John Henry made it very clear in his interview with the Boston Sports Journal that he's not selling the team. Hasn't sold anything in 20 years, he said. So why do, why do people think we're going to be selling this team uh, from their Fenway Sports Group portfolio? You know, I, I'll take it over nothing, but it's not enough. Arcan. It's not enough, especially when they've won once in 10 years. Arcan, yeah. uh, there were three different emails with three different reporters from John Henry. There were three? Is it, I believe. Oh, I thought it was just Boston was Sports Journal and The Athletic. Boston Sports Journal. Oh, I thought he did one with the Globe. I thought it was just those two. Oh, my, my ma- bad. No, then it's just the two. Yeah. 
Is it possible that John Henry just employed chat GPT to answer all of these questions? <laughs> it's very possible. I think you might have. It's not a bad have. idea. I think you might have. Because they're so inaccurate. Yeah. It's, not, it's can not we, a bad idea. Can we go to the, um, the one about keeping Xander Bogarts? Carmine oh, so, 2.0. No, so this is what I want to ask you guys. So I, the, the two that jumped out to me the most were the two that I referenced in the, the athletic story. Uh, how come no one's reporting about the standing ovation? Number one. Which, again, just how tone deaf are you? You're getting booed. No one talked about the standing ovation. Fine, you still got booed all weekend. And number two, well, I mean, we have we may not be outspending those teams, but can they compete with our championships? John, you've won once in 10 years. So those are the two things that jumped out. But what jumped out about the Bogarts one to okay, you? But this is, this is from Jen McCaffrey's story. What, if anything, she asks, do you think you could have done differently in the negotiations with Xander Bogarts? All he wrote back was, we could have offered 12 oh, yeah. years. <laughs> I like that. Talk about a false narrative. Yeah, maybe towards the very end. This is this to me was one of the worst answers because he repeated himself in these two, I guess, two yes. media there availabilities was, there via was talking email. Point, like, there was overlap. a lot yep. of talking points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, and he talks so much about false narratives. I mean, they offered him a four-year, $90 million offer at this time last year. And that was really a one-year, $30 million deal tacked on to what he had. And they're acting like they suddenly jumped from that extreme lowball offer to the guy wanted 12 years. Like, come on. Right. No, and Do you just, think that people are that dumb? Well, on Arcan's point, I think you wrote this in our Slack channel, Arcan. You're like, and it's just so cavalier. It's so flip, right? To just kind of say, well, we could, he was like joking about it. Like, oh, I yeah. guess we could offer him more years. Yeah, very, very glib, kind of condescending. Like, oh, yeah, I guess we could have done that. You know, maybe we should have gone to 12 years. Like, yeah. John, maybe you should have. Maybe you should have tried these things. It's not, like, funny to joke about. And it also kind of, a few questions later, I forget if it's that one or the other one, he's like, no one in the world wanted to keep Xander Bogarts more than me. That's and then, crazy. And the other one, he's joking, wow, maybe we could have offered 12 years. Right. It's like, well, which one is it, John? Did you really want to keep him, or is it a joke and to imagine 12, a 12-year 12 contract? And to Mego's point, you didn't need to go to 12 years. You right. could have just given him a fair offer ahead of time and gotten to him earlier and actually hammered this thing out. We'll Which you-, you clearly saw that you screwed up because you did the opposite. You were actually proactive with Rappi, oh, yeah. so Oh, yeah. Uh, so, look, we'll get to your phone calls here in a moment. 617-779-7937. I think, Arkan, the, uh, the High and Bloom answer... Did the High and Bloom answer jump out to you as well? Yes, the High and Bloom answer jumped out to me a lot because I thought that it made Bill Belichick talking about Mac Jones seem like a glowing recommendation <laughs> when he said that Mac Jones has the ability to play a quarterback in the NFL. When I read the uh, High and Bloom thing, first of all, I was shocked by how quickly he tried to completely shift the conversation away from actually talking about High and Bloom. McAdam asked him, what are your thoughts on the job High and Bloom has done? I mean, very, very direct. And he says, <laughs> baseball <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. baseball operations is more than just one person this is true in every organization right away we're not just talking about high and bloom here we put blame and credit on one personality but it takes a strong organization to be successful on the field so a better question is how is the organization doing all right why don't you just say high and bloom sucks at his job or that high and bloom doesn't do anything because it sounds like it's either one or the other here. it's just it's setting him up <laughs> and maybe the Bruins are instructive okay because I thought they were doing this with Don Sweeney years ago ownership um, they're setting him up to to be the fall guy in all of this, mm. which, you know, if you go out and have a good year like the Bruins did making the cup final a few years ago, Don Sweeney can save his job for a few years. He's back on the hot seat this offseason. He's saving it again by his team being successful. So that that would be instructive, I think, for Haim Bloom because that does feel like they're throwing him under the bus ahead of time. And then while we're talking about the Patriots analogy, Mego, I know you like the line <laughs> about Belichick too. so bad from the same Sean McAdam interview via email. Uh 
He wrote, I saw an article last week about Bill Belichick. This is John Henry. I saw an article last week about Bill Belichick that posited that he was no longer up to the task. First of all, Where? what is this article? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know that too. Was what it in, is this? Is was this, it in your newspaper? This is like or a hot column. Bill Belichick, no longer up to the task. He writes, that was ridiculous. It reminded me of the recent narrative surrounding us. I don't think anyone realizes there are 30 teams in these sports every year that are all doing everything they can to win. In a particular year, some clubs are criticized because they aren't, (laughs) quote, going for it when they are going every single thing they can short of destroying their futures to win. Don't bring up Bill Belichick because I do kind of think Bill Belichick should be questioned right now. I don't kind of think it. I think it. So, like, don't bring that up. That makes me feel even more like, okay, our criticism is on point then. You think the Belichick thing is off base? The Belichick thing is so on the mark, it's not funny. And again, all right, fine, you've won a bunch of championships, four of them. Good. It's basically one in the last decade. I'm fudging the numbers a little bit. It's one in nine years, but work with me. Once in the last decade, you've won. So, like, stop patting yourself on the back all that much. I'm just dying to find this article. And I'll wait. Yeah, I don't know where that is. I don't know what outlet it is. I'm guessing it's his newspaper, but who knows? Uh, Maybe it's the, the online version. But I said... Fire that writer. Uh, Here's all I know. You won most of your championships with the old model, John. You won most of the championships with the Steve Cohen. Go in, try to outspend everybody, not name the Yankees. That's how you won most of them. Most of them, not all of them. So I do think that's instructive too. In 2018, when you did win, highest payroll in baseball. You're not that now. 617-779-7937. We can go back to 2018. I'd love to go back to 2018. Mookie Betts. Decided to go back to 2018 in an interview with the L.A. Times. We'll get to that momentarily, but let's get to some of these phone calls here. Uh, Rich is in Amherst. Get us started today, Rich. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think uh, the other day I heard Fourier say about sale. Just uh, never mind the talk, just produce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with ownership. I think that I don't think they goes too far off with their AI thing. I think they just. <laughs> Mail it in. I, I don't think it's that important what they say. It's what they do. Okay. Well, I, I agree it's more important what they do. But what they did last year was they were in last place. So I, I feel like a little bit of accountability for that would be good. Uh, he makes a good juxtaposition, though, with Chris Sale, because I'm definitely guilty of that. It's like when you talk too much, now Chris Sale, it's like, could you pitch a little bit more? I don't need to hear from you. So there is a happy medium in there. But you can throw the Chris Sale example in my face because – I agree with that. I, I know what Chris Sale's going to say. Largely, I agree with what he says, but at some point you have to produce. He's at like one end of the spectrum. The Red Sox are the other. They don't talk at all, and they're not producing, which I think is a worse combination. Yeah. As a I team. mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel like this is accountability. I mean, they're, they're not spending money in the way that the other teams that they like to hold themselves up as a tier one team, and an he, upper echelon team do. He did they acknowledge be- that. At one point he said, and I forget which story it was, at one point he even singled out Steve Cohen. He's like, well, you know, the Mets are kind of their own model. Steve Cohen's like his own model. Like he even did acknowledge that at one point in time. And I'll get you the exact answer, but no, you have to spend with them. You're the Red Sox. That's what you're supposed to be. If you're not taking advantage of that, what are you doing? Like, what advantage do you have if you're not taking the, advantage of that? The other talking point that he continued to throw out there in these two email interviews was, uh, you know, if you're if you're only producing at 50 percent, you're going to be at the bottom of the division. And he said that a couple times. And it's like, OK, we get it. You're in a hard division now. Your division has become more competitive. Again, it is it is a, a little bit parallel to the Patriots. It's like, yeah, OK, well, you're not going to change divisions. So what are you doing? What are you changing to get better? 
because it doesn't seem to be from ownership perspective for the Red Sox and, anything. There, you can't talk about spending money. He says we're not going over, you know, a two hundred million dollar payroll. I'm sorry. And the AL East when they were winning before, and I, I'd have to go back and look at every single year. But like the Yankees were always there. It's not like the AL East was bad. You always had another big team in your division. That's not new. And you had to spend to beat them. And there's I mean, an, that was it. Like they and there's an extra remember. playoff spot now. When they bought the Red Sox, the Yankees were spending exorbitant for the time, exorbitant yes. amount of money. Yes. And the Red Sox had to do that just to keep paying and beat them for years and years. And then they finally did. But I mean, for these guys to now suddenly be like, why you got to spend a lot of money? Like, yeah, you've had to do this the entire time you've owned the team. You have established yourself as one of these kind of market teams. Now you're surprised by it or now you think that there's false narratives here like anyone who's watched this team for more than 10 years I mean come on and I don't like the line and it's going back to to um I think it was the one you brought up Arkan the the spending with uh Haim Bloom and it's like well you know baseball operations is expensive so I think John Henry is justifying and he did this in an interview with the Globe was it Shaughnessy last summer uh, or wherever it was he's justifying the overall spending and it's not necessarily I don't I don't really care what you're spending on your front office you know I, I want you to spend on the product on the field. And I know they're related, but, like, I want to see it as a fan. I don't want it out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Brock is in Middleborough. Go ahead, Brock. Uh, normally I would jump to ownership being tone deaf, but my question is, are we the fans, the dumbasses here? Because the Sox keep saying the same things over and over and over, doing the opposite. This is our top priority. We're on this player. No, they're not. No, we aren't. Um, they're talking about accountability they don't talk to the media and when they do it's nonsense so are we stupid for expecting something different because they're not changing their behavior i mean look i would say this about patriots fans as well like with the ticket you're we just talked about patriots tickets the patriots raising prices right And they have the third most expensive ticket in the league like at some point if you're not happy with the product on the field and you keep showing up yeah but Two years ago, they were in the ALCS. So I, I don't know how this year is going to look. I don't feel great about it. But, yeah, if you keep going along with, with what they're doing and you're not happy with it, then, yeah, at some point, the fans do need to look themselves in the mirror. I sure. recommend if you want to continue being a fan, just use the George Costanza model of whatever they say to you, believe the exact opposite, and then you won't be disappointed. Ryan, say this again. What did you say in my ear? Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at Red Sox reference. Uh, the attendance for home games last year was the worst attendance the Red Sox have had since 2002, and that's obviously COVID years withstanding. I mean, they've fallen off about 300,000, wow. 400,000 so people. So in the World Series era. You, I mean, yeah. you know in John Henry's ownership. You know anecdotally that, that buzz is down, and they go out and have not a very buzzy offseason or at least not an offseason with the kind of buzz they would want. Uh, so that's not a recipe for success, but maybe fans are starting to turn. They are at the point where, hey, we need to see it. Maybe they are there. 617-779-7937. I want to read quickly from the LA Times. Uh, Mookie Betts, and I tried to find audio of this desperately, and if I I missed it, shame on me. Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts. This is a larger story about the Dodgers hiring JT Watkins, who was the only person in the Red Sox organization reprimanded that's not totally true. Cora was reprimanded, who lost their job. But more so for Houston. Cora. Yeah, well, fair. That's true. For what happened in Boston, JT Watkins was... Not saying the two weren't connected. Oh, they were. <laughs> they were. Mookie Betts will tell you they were. JT Watkins, a video coordinator for the Red Sox at the time, uh, lost his job. And now he's the hitting coach with the Dodgers. Can someone fact check me on that? He, or assistant hitting coach? He got a job with the Dodgers. Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts, who was on the 2018 Red Sox, acknowledged to the LA Times 
He was aware of his team using live video feeds to steal signs. Yeah, Bats, uh, Bet said Sunday. Everybody was. Which again, mean, okay, so the Red Sox were maybe doing it better because they won a World Series that year. However, Bet said the Red Sox didn't use their sign stealing in the World Series against the Dodgers. Mm. Sure. We stopped right before it was the most It worked all game. year for us, and we had the best record in baseball, but we got to the playoffs and we said, no, 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 no. Now we're going to do it straight up. If you believe that, I guess you're allowed to. It's what Bet said. The Red Sox, by the way, batted 353 with runners in scoring position in that series, which they won four games to one. The Red Sox were found by the commissioner's office to have employed the illegal sign-stealing program only in the 2018 regular season as the investigation uncovered insufficient evidence to conclude they also cheated in the 2018 playoffs or the 2019 regular season. In that 2018 regular season, Betts claimed the scheme was infrequently used, Mego. Every now and then, Betts started to say, it's kind of hard to remember. Uh, he was then asked to Get follow up on it. He said, <laughs> "He said so. This wasn't a daily practice. No, that's what I'm trying to say. People are trying to make oh, it like because we, we didn't cheating. always have someone on second base. Give us credit," he <laughs> said. We had a good team. Give us credit. We had Cy Young winners, MVPs, Gold Glove winners, Silver Sluggers, all that. Which again, it was nice when the Red and Sox we knew had what pitch all those was coming. I mean, uh... <laughs> it was nice when the Red Sox had all those things, but it also helps when you know what pitch is coming. Arcan, to your point, uh, Betts confirmed a detail also published in Evan Drellick's book that they chipped in to take care of JT Watkins while he was out of baseball. Uh, Bet said we all chipped in because he did so much for us. The perception is we gave him money because no, he's he good at his job. He crunched that video, and he was up at one o'clock in the morning. Blah 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 blah. Watkins wasn't available for the story. So that's a player. Forget the commissioner's office and what they found. That's a player confirming it and basically using the justification. Well, everybody was doing it, and maybe everybody was doing it. Maybe you were either doing it better or you were just a better team, depending on the outlook of it. But. I don't know. I wonder I wonder where this story goes now that Mookie Betts is acknowledging, oh, yeah, we used it. I can't really remember when. It totally wasn't the playoffs, but, oh, yeah, we definitely did it. We did. Yeah, I mean, if you don't believe that it happened in the playoffs, I don't know what to tell you. Like, why would you stop when it becomes the most competitive, when you're in, when you have something on the line, rather than just the regular season? I don't, I don't buy that. But I do feel there is something to everybody doing it. Look at... Nobody was doing it, it seems like, to the extent that the Astros were, mm-hmm. with the crazy can banging and all of it. Right. But, and I don't know how much people were crunching video in order to be able to steal signs, but doesn't every team do it a little bit to some extent? Yeah. You I, think their best. You, I think a lot of teams were. I agree with that. But you went out and hired the ringmaster from the Astros, and then we're supposed to believe you weren't doing it in the postseason. It's not when, an Apple Watch. When it worked... For him to win as a bench coach in Houston and then get off to the best regular season start in franchise, the best regular season, maybe the best season in franchise history, and then they just stopped in the playoffs? Come on. Come on. So was everybody doing it? Probably. Maybe everybody was filming the sidelines uh, during Spygate, too. Maybe everybody lets air out of footballs. Some teams push the envelope a little more. Some teams but do it better. But the sign-stealing thing, it's almost like... And the Red Sox pe- seem like they did it a little defend, better. I'm not trying to defend the Red Sox here. I'm just trying to look at it at the, the way that the sport does which is it's almost like ingrained in the sport to try to steal signs in a different way every generation, right? Anytime there's a new technology that comes along, it's like these guys look at it and they're like, okay, great. How can I use this to steal signs? Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's really just how it is. It's an opportunity it's how it's for been cheating. It's for a hundred years. It's like, oh, great. We have this now. How can we use it to steal signs? It's like the next 
iteration it does, of it. It does seem more prevalent in baseball. Now, if you're hit, doing something as ridiculous as striking trash cans, like that is that's a mockery. I'm sorry. Like this is where I will be that's defensive where you draw baseball. The line? That's okay. a mockery of the game. <laughs> but for Mookie, no for baseball. In a way, does it make it better or worse for the Red Sox for Mookie to come out and go? This was so run in the mill. Everybody does it. Oh, it's, bad. it's bad for Betts to acknowledge anything, even to downplay it and say everybody was doing it. It was run of the mill. It's bad for the Red Sox for Betts See, to do it. See, he should have just kept his mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, it's easy for Betts to say it now that he's not here anymore. If he were here, he'd never say it, I think. And he's like, and the Dodgers have never, ever done it. Correct. Never, ever, ever, ever. No, I love Kennesaw Mountain Mego over here uh, <laughs> defending the honor of Major League Baseball. That's my favorite part of this whole Don't conversation. Don't bring garbage into this. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.